Time now for our weekly check on your health and well-being with nutritionist and well-being expert Laura DeSanctis. She's on the line and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Laura, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, I want to start uh, with a story that's been making some uh, headlines this afternoon, that uh, cancer risk is higher for those that uh, drink a lot of uh, sugary beverages, sugary pop. I know there's always been a link between uh, pop and obesity, but Mm -hmm. uh, what is the causal link here between pop and cancer now? So as I read the study, I think the jury is still out about the direct correlation between uh, excess sugar consumption, especially in sugary drinks and cancer. But I mean, we do know that there are all these uh, health risks associated with uh, consuming too much sugar. So it's not just obesity, but especially when we eat too much sugar, our liver converts that to excess fat. And I don't think a lot of us realize this, but that extra fat is sent to our belly, our hips, our thighs, and our waist for storage. So we know that sugar is linked to type 2 diabetes, it's linked to insulin resistance, it's linked to fatty liver disease, metabolic syndrome, and a lot of these diseases are associated with heart problems as well. So I do think, you know, based on long-term consumption, that um, right now the jury's still out, but I do think that there will be more reports that will show that there is a direct link between sugar and, again, the type of sugar that we're drinking in these sugary drinks to cancer. I mean, there's so many diseases and um causes linked to excess sugar. So I think it's just a matter of time before there's more definitive research about, you know, how uh, excess sugar can lead to cancer and then again, the types of cancer. Yeah, tell us just generally about consuming sugary drinks and uh, pop in particular. And uh, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things about the sugar, but I'm also wondering what that does uh, for your gut and your gut health, Mm -hmm. particularly a lot of the, I think, acidity in those drinks, no? Yeah, so it's not just acidity, but actually um, from a gut health perspective and when it comes to food intolerances, a lot of people become hooked on food that causes a reaction and a lot of people are hooked on sugar. So with sugar, they find that they feel drugged and dopey, but excess sugar causes a lot of inflammation and it causes a lot of inflammation in the body, causes a lot of inflammation in our gut and in our immune system. And what happens is uh, with our immune system, it becomes super hyper alert and there's this uh, cross reaction against our certain body tissues. So that's why we see um, with a lot of GI issues, there's a direct correlation between excess sugar consumption and IBS. So if you're drinking like, you know, six, seven, eight sugary drinks a day, you definitely will feel bloating, gas, and even sometimes constipation. So there's that direct correlation from a gut health perspective that, you know, excess sugar, excess sugar consumption can damage our intestines, can damage our permeability, and um, also cause a lot of inflammation in the body. So yeah, there's definitely that direct link. Yeah, you know, I always think whenever we talk about uh, sugary drinks and particularly pop like a Coke and a Pepsi, just to name a couple that are out there on the market, but uh, mm-hmm. I always think back to uh, uh, science class and being a kid and putting like a copper penny inside one of those drinks and it taking yeah. uh, all of the uh, residue off the penny and leaving it shiny and clean and thinking like exactly what is going on? What is that doing to my insides then? Right. I know. That's the question that I always like to ask people when I'm speaking to clients clients or when I'm presenting. So if that on a really minute level is doing that to a penny, what exactly is it doing it to our guts and, and the insides of us? And how is it controlling how we feel, how we think, how we look? And I think, you know, from a gut health perspective, uh, a lot of people don't realize that how much uh, excess sugar and refined sugar decreases our intestinal motility and that when our blood sugar levels rise too rapidly, the normal rhythm of the contractions of our GI tract actually slow down 
And in, com- in some cases, they actually stop altogether. So no wonder we're feeling groggy and tired because we're not actually eliminating the food and, and the toxins that are coming out of our body. So, yeah, that pity example is pretty good. And then I also, um, there's different schools of thought, but calcium and phosphorus is also um, with excess sugar and especially like co- uh, Coke and Pepsi, it leaches phosphorus and calcium from the body. So I don't know, I don't have enough research and evidence on that too, but there are studies that say that excess sugary drinks, especially Coke and Pepsi, will will do that to the body. Yeah, Laura, what would you say to those that are listening that maybe want to cut sugar from their diet to cut out some of these uh, soda pops and these sugary uh, drinks, but they're having a tough time? Uh, You know, it's probably at least a dozen years ago that I cut Coke and Pepsi and uh, all Mm -hmm. of those drinks out of my diet. And and even like sugar and cream, uh, I drink my coffee black now, and, and I really enjoy tasting the coffee uh, instead of, you know, the, the sugar and the cream. And uh, I remember a while back I was uh, at a drive through and they accidentally gave me a regular coffee and it tasted like candy floss to me. It, it was oh, yeah. crazy how sweet it was. Yeah, because your biochemistry changes, right? We adapt based on what we consume. So I think for a lot of people, I would say it's very hard to just cut sugar out cold turkey, but wean yourself off. So let's say if you're drinking four or five sugary drinks a day or coffee with sugar, reduce the amount of sugar you're putting into your coffee or the sugary beverages that you're taking. But also what I like to do, and I find a lot of holistic uh, nutritionists and people in the wellness space like to do is instead of just eliminating something altogether, your mind's going to constantly crave it. So look for an alternate. So if you do crave sugar, uh, look for a source that has natural sugars in it, uh, especially fruits and vegetables. All right. Joined on the phone by nutritionist and digestive health expert and coach Laura DeSanctis. Let's move from soft drinks to the hard stuff. And a uh, study that was also out this week uh, that says if, if you want to improve your mental well-being, go sober. The researchers actually, uh, Laura, analyzed data for more than 10,000 people and uh, reported that giving up alcohol during a four-year time period uh, actually improved the, their mental uh, well-being. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's somewhat documented or well-documented what alcohol does to us uh, physically, but is this kind of a first in its study, uh, in a study on what it does to us mentally? I don't think so. I think I, I've researched, there's been tons of studies that shows you know, the direct correlation between alcohol and um, how it affects our body. And I think a lot of people forget that alcohol is actually a toxin. And alcohol is processed by our liver as a waste product, and it's got to be eliminated. So, I mean, we feel groggy. We feel the effects of if we're hungover, we don't feel well. We don't really understand why. And from a mental health or a brain perspective, alcohol is a depressant. So it it directly affects our central nervous system. So it impairs our judgment. It impairs our reflexes. And it impairs our ability to think or think through. So for me and reading the study, it's no surprise that there's that direct correlation between abstaining from alcohol or having alcohol a few times per week and how people felt uh, long-term. I think a lot of people don't realize or they just look at the media immediate effects of after drinking so much alcohol, the next day they feel tired or they feel groggy or they feel they don't feel well um, mentally and physically, but they don't really understand why. But alcohol, aside from putting a strain on our liver, Going back to digestive health, it also affects our digestive system and it damages our intestinal tract. So we've heard of that brain-gut connection. So everything in our body is connected. And then anything that we overuse, whether it's alcohol or food and sugar, um, leads to leaky gut syndrome and leaky gut and mental health are very much connected. 
Yeah, I want to go back to what you mentioned uh, off the top there, that alcohol is a toxin, because I mm-hmm. always remember that, and uh, I've read that as well. And is it fair to say, when we call it a toxin, are we kind of putting poison in a way in our body when we drink alcohol? I would think so. I mean, it's not natural to the body, right? Um, someone in the holistic wellness space, we like to consider things that are in our realm to ingest and consume things that are whole food, so natural uh, to the environment. So alcohol is 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 manufactured, it's made, and it also has sugar. And if you're especially eating a very healthy and clean diet, you may find that you may feel a little bit tipsy or the alcohol may affect you a little bit more because of, you know, you're not having enough alcohol in your system, which is probably true because you're not exposed to it, but also all the sugar that's in combination with the alcohol. So I think people don't realize that, you know, alcohol actually slows down our reaction time. Alcohol um, is diuretic. And when we have too much alcohol, it um, not only is an intoxifier, but it also um, it dehydrates our body too. So oh, for sure. That, I mean, chronic heavy drinking actually shrinks our brain cells, so that's been proven. And um, long-term, when you look at the brain, there's this gray matter, so the neurons, the actual structure in the brain shrinks. So you may have heard people have been joking around that, oh, if you drink too much, your brain shrinks. Well, that actually is proven that it's true. Mm. Um, and alcohol does affect especially the frontal lobe of our brain, which is the seat of higher thinking, planning, the part of our brain that controls our impulses and will actually tell you to stop drinking. So I think over long term, yeah, the brain is damaged by alcohol consumption, what the study is actually saying is true. But again, everything in moderation. Sure. That's yeah. how I like to live. Okay. I have to ask you, why is it as we get on in years and we get a little older, why are hangovers seemingly worse and harder to get over? Is it <laughs> yeah, just like everything else because our body slows down and doesn't metabolize things as well? I think I think there's a part of that. I think also depending on how healthy you've been up until that point in your life, um, what's the state of your microbiome, your, your gut health, uh, what are your stress factors when you're looking at all things considered, what are your normal lifestyle habits? Do you drink a few drinks a day? Uh, do you drink once a week? Uh, do you drink socially? So I think all of that needs to be considered because I don't think, uh, you know, there's one answer for everybody because everybody responds differently. Um, so, and we know that alcohol will affect, you know, certain amounts of alcohol will lead to emotional changes and behavioral changes, but that's different for every person. Yeah, well, listen, uh, obviously some uh, food, if not drink, for uh, thought here. Uh, If you want to improve your mental health, this uh, study out uh, this week saying uh, go sober. Uh, I did a dry January, uh, as you know, and uh, I have to be honest, I felt fantastic. I kept going through right into uh, March just because I was feeling so good. Mm, That's really good. I think a lot of people do a dry January and they notice the benefits. I mean, I'm not... um myself i'm more of a social once in a while i have a drink but i do know a lot of people feel that there's more clarity they're more alert um some of them will even experience as a side effect weight loss so there are a lot of pros as to you know either abstaining from alcohol or enjoying it more on a social level but again alcohol just like sugar a lot of people especially in north america they use it um as a, something to fill a void, and they're dependent on it. Well, celebrate, absolutely. I was going to say, uh, I blame my buddy Brian. He had a big birthday in March that ended in a zero, and that's uh, when I broke my dry spell. But, uh, Laura, it's uh, good to see you. Good to talk with you, as always. Thanks so Thanks, much. Jeff.